Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. For the last two weeks and Thursday or Friday Lord changed it and I was rather questioning God can you believe that <laughs> and it's about waiting it's about the word is about waiting so giving honor to God who's the head of my life too my pastor, my husband, Reverend Daryl Casey, thank you for that introduction. To the right Reverend Reginald T. Jackson, presiding bishop and his wife. To my elder, J.C. Roberts, and my district coordinator, Sister Lynette Roberts. To the pastor of this church, Reverend Donnie Smith, and his lovely wife. To our worship leader, Reverend Felicia Brockington, pulpit guests, wonderful choir. To all the beautiful people of God, there is a word from the Lord. And I want to thank you all for this invitation to this church somewhere I've never been before. Beautiful sanctuary. Thank you so much. But the Lord sent me two and a half hours for a special word for somebody. I don't know who this word is for, but apparently it's for somebody. Because when the choir first sang that, I don't mind waiting. I said, look at you, God. Look at you. So if you will turn with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading verses 2 through 4 from the New King James Version. James chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. The word says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The subject for today is let patience work. It's delayed, but not denied. Amen. 
Let patience work. It's delayed, but not denied. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come to speak to your people. Lord, speak through me. Let your Holy Spirit come forth and speak to your people that they may be encouraged, inspired, edified. Lord, it's not about me, but it's all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That word delayed, it means that something is being held up. It's not happening right now, not happening perhaps as quickly as you want it, as quickly as you planned for it, as quickly as you expected, as you prayed for it to happen. And so James, the brother of Jesus, says to you, be okay with that. In fact, be joyful because your faith is being tested in order to teach you patience so that you can say like the choir, I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. And if patience, patience is eventually going to make you perfect and complete. It's going to get you all together. So noted it's delayed, but not denied. What are you talking about, preacher? What is delayed and not denied? Well, I'm talking about that thing. You know, the thing that you've been bothering God about. That thing that keeps you up at night. That thing that's got a little uneasiness in your gut. I don't know what it is. But you know, God knows. Maybe it's a wayward child. Maybe it's a financial obligation. Maybe it's a decision you're mulling over. Perhaps it's a health issue or a church hurt, a goal that you've had for a long time. Well, God sent me to tell you it's not denied just delayed and let me give you some insight as to why it's been delayed why it's been held up the first thing is preparation preparation you got to be prepared for that thing to have that thing Moses always knew he was a Hebrew and not an Egyptian but the fact of the matter is that he grew up in Pharaoh's house. And I don't care how you think you can relate to other people. It's not the same until it happens to you. Until you go through it yourself. I prayed for many people who lost loved ones. But it's different when it's you. When it is your loved one. When, so for Moses, when he ran after he killed the Egyptian and he ran to the backside of the mountain and he had it living hard, out in the weather, living as a shepherd, tending sheep, moving from place to place as a nomad, 
he could finally relate to a slave. More so than when he slept on a feathered bed with silk sheets and woke up every morning to a lavish meal in Pharaoh's house. He had to undergo preparation. The same as Joseph, who didn't have to work like his brothers. He could stay home and walk around in this lavish coat of many colors, telling people about his dream, how you going to bow down to me. That's what God says. But he wasn't prepared to, to lead anybody with that attitude. God had to humble him, yeah. even put him in prison, had somebody lie on him. Had to, he had to get down in the pit so that he could understand what it was like for other people. So God is preparing you right now. As, as Daryl Coley saying, he is preparing you for something you can't handle right now. God is preparing you. And not only is your thing that you've been praying about withheld due to preparation, but it's also withheld due to timing. Amen. Timing. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says to everything there was a season, a right time for it to happen. A right time. David was anointed to be king as a boy, but it wasn't the right time then for him to take over and to be king. Remember Elizabeth and Zechariah, how they worked in the temple all their lives and they always wanted a child. But it wasn't until they became old that God allowed it to happen. Because you see, the timing had to be right. Elizabeth's baby had to be born a little bit older than Mary's baby so that John the Baptist couldn't come forth until it was time for the Messiah to come forth because John the Baptist had to be the forerunner to Jesus. And he had to preach, repent, repent, because the kingdom of God is at hand. And he had to be the one to baptize Jesus, just as the prophecy had been foretold. God didn't didn't want Elizabeth with, with just any child. He wanted her to have a special child, one that would impact the world. So he wasn't telling Elizabeth and Zachariah, no, you cannot have a child. He was saying, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. I'm giving you a special somebody. And that's what God is telling you. Timing, timing, wait for it. So there's preparation, there's timing, and then there's obedience. Obedience. Sometimes we get stuck and we forget that God is in charge. You know, we think we know better. Lord, I think I know what these people need to hear. No, 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 Lord said, mm, you don't know. Listen to me. Listen to me. We think we know how things ought to go. And so we make plans. And we, 
and then we get upset and we want to pout. First Samuel chapter 16, verse one. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse's house because I have provided myself a king among his sons. Remember when, when God told Samuel that he had decided that Saul was too disobedient and he couldn't use him and that he was going to pull the throne from him and give it to a man after his own heart. And Samuel was upset about that thing. Upset that Saul, that Saul was no longer going to be king. And he mourned about it. But God said to him, how long are you going to mourn over that? How long are you going to mourn for Saul? He says, and, and he's saying to you, how long are you going to mourn over that thing that I have removed from you? Or that somebody that I have taken out of your life? Be obedient to what God is doing. If he's leading you to go somewhere and to do something, be obedient. Obedience to God, not based on our opinion. Because it's like putting our life is like putting together a puzzle. And when you pick up a piece and you look at it and you say, I think it's going, I think it'll fit right here. But that piece may not fit there, may fit over here, may even be turned the wrong way. Because you can't see the whole picture of the puzzle. God knows the end at the beginning. He knows our whole life. And we're looking through like a telescope and we see just that through tunnel vision. We see just a little bit. And we don't understand the whole picture. And that's why we have to trust in him. Jesus even said in John 5 and 19, I do nothing but what I see my father do. I seek not my own will, but the will of the father. Now, if Jesus could say that, certainly we can say, Lord, I don't mind waiting. I'm yielded in alignment with the Father, with you, Lord, wanting the things that you want, the same purposes that you have for my life. That's how we should be yielded. Yielded and obedient to the will of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Not in your mama or your daddy, not in the president, not even in the apostle, the prophet, nobody. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Preparation, timing, obedience. Those are the things that have that thing held up. Think about Job. Job was a righteous man, but he lost everything. 
just about everything, all his children, all his possessions. And not only that, Satan was allowed to touch his body and he had boils and he was sick and his friends didn't understand. His wife even told him to curse God and die. But Job finally conceded. What did he say? I'm going to wait till my change comes. I don't mind waiting. Did it come? Did, it, did his change come? Or was it really denied? Or was it delayed? Well, if you go with me to Job chapter 42, let's look at what happened. Job chapter 42, beginning at verse 10, it says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then all his brothers, all his sisters, and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought. And each, and each one gave him a piece of silver and each a ring of gold. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima, the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Karen Hepak. In all the land were found no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. Old and full of days. Let patience work. It's delayed, but it's not denied. God bless you. Stand to your feet. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you. Is that your declaration? Because God has something in store for you. And just because you can't see it right now doesn't mean it's not going to come to pass. Because if God said it, that settles it. That settles it. And maybe he's waiting for you to give him your all in all. Here's your opportunity to say, Lord, I yield, I yield. I accept what you have done, Jesus, on the cross for me. And I give my life to you. I empty out my cup so that you can fill it up. If that's you, step forward right now and 
Those who are titled now and those who are getting to be titled in your name, oh God. 